Hey guys, this is Aaron with the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. We're about 15 minutes away from CM Punk's debut in Ultimate Fighting Championship, watching UFC 203 live from Cleveland, Ohio, uh, from the Quicken Loans Arena. Uh, watched the some of the prelims tonight. The Betch Correa match was very entertaining because she fought someone from Cleveland and won on a really close split decision. I actually had uh, Jessica I coming out on top just based on the striking in that fight but it is what it is um shouldn't leave it up to the judges in my opinion um but anyways yeah we're about 15 minutes out they just said from the cm punk fight they just showed live footage of him getting warmed up in his dressing room for the fight be interested to see what song he decided to come out to um i know mickey gall was asked to change his song because he wanted to come out to that hey mickey you're so fine which i think is awesome um if I had to put money on it, like Two Chains did in Vegas tonight, I would put money on uh, Mickey Gall just based on the experience factor. But I'm going to be rooting for CM Punk all the way. He is from the same state as me. Um, I have the first time I saw CM Punk wrestle live was back in 2005. He worked a dark, uh, dark match. It was a tag match, and it's funny because I didn't even know who he was at the time. And I was going through my photographs because I put together a couple of wrestling photo books from over the years, dating back to my very first uh, live Monday Night Raw back in 2002. Goldberg versus Ric Flair in the main event with Randy Orton as the special guest referee. This was when Evolution was still a thing. Um, but uh, that was the first time I saw CM Punk wrestle was at that dark match in 05. I saw him accompany John Cena to the ring as part of his gangster entrance at WrestleMania 22 in Chicago in 2006. And then, you know, I saw him wrestle at several shows over the years, house shows. Um, I saw him defend the ECW title against Big Daddy V at a pay-per-view in Chicago. I think it might have been No Mercy 07, but don't quote me on that. I saw him wrestle Umaga at Judgment Day 09 in Chicago. Dr. M was there with me. I saw him defend the World Heavyweight Championship at SummerSlam in 2008 in Indianapolis against JBL. I saw Punk make his kind of his return for his what ended up being his final run in WWE at the very first Payback, which was in 2013, I want to say, in Chicago. He came back against Chris Jericho. It was one of the last matches that Paul Heyman um, accompanied him to the ring on. So I've seen the guy wrestle so many times. I'm a huge fan. You know, I wear the Chicago star proudly when I wear his gear. I had, was just had a CM Punk shirt on last night when I went out to dinner with a friend. Um, so I'm definitely pulling for him. You know, if I, like I said, if I had to put money on it, you, you'd think you'd go with the experience. And the guy he's fighting is, I believe, over 10 years younger than him and has had very strong showings as a 2-0 competitor in the welterweight division in UFC that you know I'm talking about Mickey Gall here but cannot wait for the CM Punk fight I'm going to take a short break before the fight starts so we can get all of our social media plugs in there early and then I'm just going to react to the fight in real time here so be right back with you rate review and subscribe to the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast on iTunes Google Play and SoundCloud Connect with us on all of our platforms, bgbgroup.tumblr.com, at bgbgroup on Twitter, and facebook.com slash biggoldbelt.
Okay, and we're back. So we're watching the pre-fight video, like the promo package to kind of build up to the fight, kind of recapping CM Punk's journey and Mickey Gall calling him out and all that stuff. Um, if you watch the Evolution of Punk four-part series that they had on Fox Sports 1, then you have no doubt followed the story. And I, I thought that was such an interesting show because you would think that Punk would be the heel in terms of, I guess, in the eye of the MMA fans looking at it from a wrestling perspective because he's the outsider coming in trying to, I guess, like the pro wrestler. And, you know, a lot of the MMA fans don't respect pro wrestling, you know, a lot of people that follow MMA agree with what Conor McGregor said recently about pro wrestling. So um, it's just interesting that they've turned CM Punk into the baby face. He's older. He's new. He's putting himself out there. Oh, gosh, here comes. But anyways, I, I think he's going to be the baby face. It'll be interesting to see how much cheers he gets tonight in the Quicken Loans Arena. But it looks like Mickey Gall got to use the Hey Mickey, You're So Fine entrance music after all. Uh, by the way, you're not going to be able to hear any of the audio from the fight. I am wearing earbuds, um, listening to the, what the output is from my computer, and the input is me, so all you're hearing is me. So you'll have to imagine that you hey, Mickey, you're so fine song. This is great. It's such a heelish song, too. Like I said, it works so much into the heel babyface dynamic. Like, what a jerk to come out to this song. I think I hear booze. I can't tell what the crowd's doing right now. Pardon my clicking. I'm gonna ex I'm gonna expand the screen here. Okay. Yeah, he he Mickey Gall looks like he's in pretty awesome shape right now. He just looks like he's just got limbs for days i think he's gonna probably have a reach advantage on punk but maybe i'm wrong yeah he, he's he's ready to go man he's in good shape a lot of people don't think this one's gonna last through round one and i'd almost be inclined to agree if, if punk can take it into the second round that would be i think that's gonna throw mickey gall off quite a bit so i think that's maybe the avenue unless punk's got other plans up his sleeve you know again no one's really seen him fight and we've barely seen mickey gall fight so i don't know what to make of this but all right so mickey gall is getting the all the goop applied to his face to prevent too much bleeding so they're saying he's the fourth fastest submission in ufc welterweight history he's tied for fourth at a 45 second tap out both of his wins uh have been have come by submission and it said he was discovered on Dana White's Looking for a Fight series. He's just such a cocky-looking kid, man. Oh, I can't wait to see what song Punk comes out to. I really want it to be Living Color because I love that song. I've loved that song since I was a little kid. Oh, boy. Now, okay, Mickey Gall's in the octagon. I think he's getting booed. This is great. Hey Mickey, ch -ch -ch. hey Mickey, you're so fine, you're so fine, you blow my mind. Hey Mickey, ch -ch -ch. Ch -ch -ch. why am I singing this right now? Oh my gosh! All right, here comes Punk. What's the song? Lights go out. 
Oh, come on. Come out. He's coming up to cult of personality. And he got a really good reaction. Yes. This is cool, too, because the guys from Living Color put out a nice tweet wishing him luck. And the lead singer put out something as well, like a video on Facebook, you know, shouting him out. Oh, this is great. So he's coming out wearing a Reebok UFC hoodie. He's all smiles right now. He's, he just looks like he can't wait. This is awesome. This is better than anything he could have ever done in WWE because this is the ultimate reality, and that was what his whole stick was. The height of his popularity, he was just integrated more reality than anyone had ever done, you know, with the exception of maybe Bret Hart. He's throwing out lots of curse bombs right now in his walk through the back to the ring, the Goldberg style. Here we go. This is so cool. Yes. Oh, man. He looks like he's so jacked up right now. And by jacked up, I mean like, just completely energized and ready for this. This is awesome. I'm really happy for him. Whatever happens, I'm really happy for him. This is great. I'm marking out a little bit right now. All right. Now he's, he's come up to the med guy who has to check him out. I wish he would have like stopped and done the whole it's clobber in time thing. That would have just, that would have made it for me. All right, so clearly he's sponsored by Reebok because he has all Reebok stuff on right now. Oh, man, this is great. I'm so happy he came out to this song. All right, he's out there with, uh, with Duke and with his striking coach that you saw on the Evolution of Punk series. This is so cool. Duke's giving him last words of wisdom. Punk's just like ready to tear a hole in somebody. You can tell. This is so cool. The, cra the other crazy thing, I don't know if you guys listening saw the weigh-in or not yesterday, but like I think Punk said in an interview, he hasn't weighed 170 pounds since like high school. He's just so skinny compared to how you might remember him from his wrestling days two years ago and some. And this is a two, this is almost two years that he ago that he signed. He signed in November of 2014. I think it was announced like the night before Survivor Series that year, if I remember correctly, too. He came out, UFC. He's stopping there before the cage, taking it all in. And now he's in the octagon. Oh, my gosh. Here we go. I'm going to do the introductions now. Oh, man. There's Bruce Buffer. Punk's just kind of walking circles around the ring. Now he's back in his corner. God, Mickey Gall just looks like he... This is going to be easy. All right, so it says Punk's 37 years old, Mickey Gall's 24, so 13-year age difference. Um, yeah, Mickey Gall has a one-inch reach advantage, half a pound weight advantage, one-inch advantage in height. 
13 years difference. Wow. Bruce Buffer. Three rounds for the UFC welterweight division. Fighting out of the blue corner. Two wins, no losses. Oh, and just as another note, Mickey Gall is the favorite in Vegas. uh, Minus 400. Out of Greenbrook, New Jersey. Two chains is in Vegas, though. He put, like, a bunch of different bets down on sports, and he he bet on... I think he did a, a parlay with Punk and something for baseball. And last time I texted him, he said the, the bets weren't going well. Six feet, one inch tall. 170 pounds. Fighting out of Chicago, Illinois. C.M. Punk. He just pounded fist with Bruce Buffer. That's awesome. This is the first ref I've seen wear long sleeves in a while. This is weird. Oh, my gosh. This is actually going to happen. This is actually going to happen. Oh, my gosh. Here we go. So Punk wouldn't shake his hand at the, uh, the weigh-in or when they had to do the face-off picture. It looks like they're not going to shake before this one either. Punk's going right after him. Mickey Gall takes him. Mickey's got him on the ground already against the side of the cage. Punk's trying to hammer some rights to the side of his head on the ground. Oh, oh! Mickey Gall just got three nice... Oh, he's pounding his face. Punk's already taken like five stiff shots to the face. Now he took an elbow. Gall's already charging back at him on the midsection. He's got him on the mat. There's a couple more lefts. He's got CM Punk on the ground in like in a headlock. Driving him using the cage for leverage. Punk is in a bad way already. He took five really clean shots to the forehead and temple like already, dude. He just looks like he's just straight out powering Punk. He's got him pinned to the ground right now. He's trying to get leverage with his knees. Punk's doing a good job defending the striking. Oh, now he blocked that punch. Okay, now Punk's, he's trying to choke Punk out now. He's on Punk's back on the ground, but he doesn't have it cinched in yet. Oh, come on, Punk. Come on. He's still got three minutes and 40 seconds if he's going to get it. He's holding on to the gloves. He's really defending well. He just took a shot to the side of the head. Another shot. Now, oh, he might have the choke cinched in. I don't know. No, not yet. Punk's defending. Punk's de- Oh, oh, oh. Punk just took like eight shots to the head from behind. He's on top of Punk's back on the ground. He just took three more to the face on the right side. Oh, dude, come on. Punk's trying to leverage with his legs to get something going here, but he's taken a lot of beating. No, not a lot of blood yet, though. He's definitely he's definitely getting spent. Okay, he's getting his leverage back. Oh, he just punk. Oh, no. He just choked him out. He just tapped. Punk's face was like purple. He just choked him out, and Punk tapped. Tapped right on the mat. It was about two, maybe he lasted about two minutes. Oh, that's, that stinks. 
And the crowd's booing it, too. Yeah, I guess Punk did bleed a little bit there because they're wiping his blood off of Mickey Gall's arms. They're cleaning Punk up. I can't really see what kind of damage his face has because they have, wherever the bleeding was, turned away from the camera. Man. And he just went over and he's congratulating Mickey Gall. Sportsmanship, you got to like that. Gosh, it was like almost from the jump. Punk went after him. It was a little bit too, a little bit too voracious. And Mickey Gall got right on top of him right away. And Punk never really stood a chance. He, t- he is being gracious here at the end. Went over to congratulate Mickey Gall. But man, I'm surprised he lasted as long as he did. But he took a lot of shots to the head. Nothing that was like, you know, I don't want to speculate on concussions, but he doesn't seem hurt too bad. But yeah, he had him choked out. Punk's face was red and purple, and there was nothing else he could have done. Mickey Gall was straight on top of him with all the leverage. Yeah, Punk, wow, yeah, he was purple. Went over and is still talking to Mickey Gall. Or is this a replay? I can't tell. Okay, so yeah, Punk's got some some bruising on his temples. He's got a a swollen, not too swollen, but a swollen right eye, an abrasion between his eyebrows. And he he definitely looks disappointed, but man, you got nothing to be ashamed of. That I that takes so much guts to go out there and do what you did tonight. His ear has some bleeding to his right ear. Two minutes, 14 seconds is what they said the fight lasted. Rear naked choke. Man. You got to give it up for CM Punk, though, for going out and doing that. Joe Rogan's in the ring with Mickey Gall right now. Let's see if Mickey is gracious or if he's going to be a jerk. He seems like he's being cool about it right now. It's like Mickey sticking up for Punk in his post in his post interview. He's telling everyone stop the hating. He saw the hate that Punk took online doing the fight. Now Rogan's asking him. Asking him about Punk a little more. Were you in any way insulted that a guy with no experience would come compete against a guy like you? Blue belt in jiu-jitsu. This is what what Rogan's asking him right now. And he, he said he was not insulted at all. He looked at it as an opportunity. I'm I'm glad he's being gracious. I don't like when they when they aren't sportsmen like although Yeah, they they need to start making the questions more about Mickey Gall cuz he's a heck of a fighter if he's won all three of his fights in the UFC that quickly by tapping dudes. Super Sage Northcutt is who he, want, he called out next. Wow. 
Wow, he just dropped like so many F-bombs in his post-interview. Oh, he's all fired up. All right, I'm going to take another. Oh, you know, they're going to talk to Punk here. Punk's laughing. And the, the crowd's giving it up for him. That's cool. They're going to interview Punk. They don't normally interview the loser of the fight. I'm glad they're doing this. Rogan's giving him props. You go bigger, you go home. I like to take challenges. This was a mountain to try and climb. Didn't get to the summit today, but I'm not going to give up, is what he's saying. Appreciates the support. Mickey's a great fighter. I will be back. This is the most fun I ever had. Best night in my life besides my wedding night. Life's about falling down and getting up. Doesn't matter how many times you fall down, how many times you get up. He's he's telling don't the kids out there don't listen to people who tell you no. This is the best promo. <laughs> Punk just dropped an F-bomb too. Man. You got to respect that, that he came out, he did what he wanted to do. And he lasted in there over two minutes with a guy who's on the up and up in the welterweight division. All right, I'm going to take another pause for the cause here, and I'm going to do a post-wrap-up a post wrap up thing here with 2 James, or not with 2 James, with Mr. Silly Sellis, rather. 2 James is in Vegas with Mr. Silly Sellis to see what he thought of the fight, and then we'll wrap up for the night. Rate, review, and subscribe to the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Connect with us on all of our platforms, bgbgroup.tumblr.com, at bgbgroup on Twitter, and facebook.com slash biggoldbelt. Okay, we're back on the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. Uh, I just did the live reaction uh, as the fight progressed leading up to the conclusion. Uh, CM Punk. Tapped out in the first round in 2 minutes and 14 seconds to Mickey Gall um, via rear naked choke. I'm here with Mr. Silly Sellis, who also watched the fight live. Mr. Silly Sellis. Yeah. uh, Yeah, we got to talk about this, Aaron. How you feeling? Well, I was just saying on the live reaction that, you know, I I have nothing but respect for CM Punk for taking the fight. This is a 24-year-old up-and-comer in the welterweight division who has now submitted all three of his opponents in the UFC up to this point within the first round um, via tapping them out. You know, it's just yep. that's no joke. You, that's a dangerous dude that he got in there with, and he held his leverage for longer than I would have expected in. I guess let me ask you this question to start with. So we saw CM Punk begin the fight by kind of going right at him. 
and mm-hmm. Mickey Mickey Gall kind of dropped down to the midsection, took him down, and the fight was on the mat for the rest of the you know the duration. What do you think CM Punk's game plan was there? Was he trying to get him on his back? Was he trying to throw strikes? What do you think he was trying to do? Uh, this is a good question, and 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 I'm not a UFC fighter, nor do I follow it like intensively like Two Chains does of our group. But yeah, he's opinion, hardcore. Thinking, like thinking of a, a wrestling type take, I'm gonna just do offensive maneuvers, try to get him on the ground and see if I can ground and pound it. Because I guess by him being older, he thought he could use some, you know, quote-unquote old man strength against him <laughs> to try to beat him. And when I, when I was looking at this match, I was looking at it like a, a Batista or Triple H versus Randy Orton. Yeah. Because I, I I just kept reflecting back. I was like, man, Mickey kind of reminds me like of a young Orton. And you remember when Orton was coming out, and not to make, you know, make a transition between UFC and wrestling here, or Randy came out first. He was, he was very young, very quick, very eager, you know, wanted to make a statement and became the youngest world heavyweight champion, you know, of all time. So it, it just, to me, that translated to, like, Punk was trying to go, okay, let me just go aggressive on this guy. If I can get some old man strength on him, maybe that can slow him down. But then when Punk went to do that, I guess Punk didn't realize... And even though Punk had the stance and everything, it was open legs and, as you mentioned, open mix section, which allowed Punk to get on the ground, and then it was over from there. Now, even though Punk did some great defensive maneuvers to get out some chokes, and you, if you followed him on the FX, I mean the FS1 shows that he did, he really worked a lot on that defense. Mm-hmm. But it just experience. It just experience. But like you said, I have respect for him for competing. They're already talking about it on SportsCenter here. I had um... – I had the Boise State game, and now Coach is on here with one of their analysts talking about it already. Um, yeah, I I think that he was trying to definitely surprise Mickey Gall. Mickey Gall definitely acted very confident throughout the entire buildup to the fight. Um, and I think the only way you can combat that type of confidence, and rightly so, the kid's very talented, as seen yeah. by the results he's he's earned. Um, the only way you can oh you can combat that kind of confidence is by being just as if not more confident, or relying on your innate ability that you know you have. And I don't know if CM Punk maybe I I don't think he had that ability clearly because he's inexperienced. Had he started doing this ten years ago, like instead of wrestling all that time, maybe it'd be a different story. But. Again, I have nothing but respect for him. He was very gracious in defeat. He definitely he signed a multi-fight deal. So he said he's going to be back, wants to fight again. He said he had fun. He you know went over and hugged Mickey Gall and congratulated him on the win. And to Mickey Gall's credit, he was also very gracious in winning. He yeah. he didn't yeah, talk he down to him. He just he talked. I wish the questions would have been more about Mickey Gall being good at fighting and not like well, what'd you think about this experience? And this was unique in CM Punk, exactly. CM Punk. And that was, he could have been like, you know, whatever CM Punk. I'm trying to you know, clean up the language that we just heard in the post fight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he was very gracious in winning, which was cool. I don't like, I like when they're sportsman like, you know, say what you will about Brock, but he was sportsman like too in his win over um, Mark Hunt at UFC 200. But. Yeah, I'm, I'm bummed out because I really wanted him to win. I, I just, I've, I've been such a big CM Punk fan. He was my favorite wrestler for many years there in his run in WWE, being an Illinois guy. Um, 
But I'm so proud of him for what he did tonight. The fact they lasted over two minutes, that's longer than other professionals did against Mickey Gall. They were saying he had um, the fourth quickest welterweight submission win in the history of the UFC at 45 seconds. And Punk lasted two minutes and 14 seconds. Absolutely. And, And can we give credit to Brock Lesnar a little bit here? By showing this is like the second professional wrestler who's made that switch over to UFC and Brock being the first in a way. This shows that you really have to train well. You really have to know what you're doing in order to be physically and mentally smart to participate in this sport. This is not anything that somebody can get up tomorrow and say, oh, this is what I'm going to do. And as much as Punk is a great athlete, as much as he works hard and everything, you have to know what you're doing. It's dangerous. In this ring. It's very dangerous. Very dangerous. And even Brock, you know, with the football, too, is, uh, Brock is a dominant athlete. So when you think about things that Brock doing over his career – of winning these UFC fights, becoming a UFC champion, becoming a WWE champion, even breaking the Undertaker's undefeated streak. It, it seems to feel a little bit better now as we think about WrestleMania 30 and other things that Brock has done. Like, this guy's legitimately a beast at what he does. And even though Punk is, like, you know, thinking about, hey, this is fun, this is great, he has to give himself credit for at least trying it, but then understanding, hey, maybe I can't do everything to try to make myself best, but at least I sold myself to a point where I can make money on this and I gave it a great effort. I, gave, I, I applaud you for it. A lot of people are going to respect you for it. And even the promo that he did at the end, too, mm-hmm. was a great promo because that showed who Punk really is. Yeah, you know, he's... Hey, I'm, 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 I'm a guy that's from Chicago. People told me I wasn't going to be about anything. I wasn't given anything in life. But I'm going to continue to try. And if, even if I didn't succeed, I'm going to keep doing it. And that was his WWE story just told in the UFC ring. Well, and the difference here is that you know, CM Punk was at, at that point in WWE the most talented wrestler on the roster. I will say yep. that from the years of, you know, maybe 2009 to like 2012, 13 there. He was the yep. most talented on all on all facets, um, in my opinion. And even with the pipe bomb thing, he never did get his proper due because they completely screwed yep. that up. And like he never ascended to that type of height again. They really screwed the pooch on that one. But I want to go back to what you were saying about Brock Lesnar and the fact that he was so successful for such an extended period in the UFC as the heavyweight champion. You know, amateur wrestling, wrestling is a big component of what happens in the octagon. Absolutely. You know, Daniel Cormier prove, proves that time and time again with his wrestling ability. And that's the thing is, you know, you there, there's something to be said for raw athleticism, and then there's something to be said for talent within a discipline and Brock Lesnar has that talent with the striking and with the amateur wrestling ability CM Punk doesn't have that background he's you know dabbled in mixed martial arts up to this point until he dove into it full time for the last Mm -hmm. two years but like you said it makes you respect Brock more because it's one thing to have the opportunity maybe because of your name recognition and again that's not a diss against CM Punk he went in he had an opportunity and he took it I don't begrudge the guy at all but there's something to be said for having, you know, straight talent like Brock does and like so many of the men and women in this sport do. Um, so, yeah, if, if, if I guess, yeah, I'd like to see him maybe wrestle a guy that's more within his experience range or age range or both. Um, I'd like to see what Punk can do in a fight that's a little more um, even in terms of experience and ability. 
Sure. Just I, I just I would really like to see that scenario to see what what a CM Punk looks like in round two, for example. Absolutely. That, that one, and I think, Absolutely. That, and I think maybe that's his next goal, either to, to finish the fight himself in the first round or to make it into a later round. That's not only progress; that's another success. Um, Absolutely. Is the thing is, is most people don't make their debut on such a stage. I mean, even Brock didn't Brock have fights in lesser organizations before the UFC or am I making that up? I, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I, it would sound plausible to me because I would think Brock, Brock would be smart about that, but I'm not sure. Okay. Well, I was looking forward to that fight all day and I, mean, I guess it didn't disappoint and most people said it was going to end in round one and most people ended up being right. Yeah, and if you look at it like a wrestling performance, I mean, anybody from the Cruiserweight Classic who goes against, you know, Braun Strowman is going to be one-sided. But once again, that's why you have your cruiserweight classic division, you know, to make sure they get on an even level playing field so they can get a chance to show what they can do. And and, and that's what it simply came down to. Punk, great effort, just not as experienced as Mickey Gall. Mickey Gall is a young, hot, fresh guy who's going far in UFC, and we'll see how far he can go. But, you know, a great first effort to show at least some defensive tendencies, how he can grow to become a better performer, and then maybe by UFC, we'll say, like, 209, 210, or whenever he can fight again. Maybe it was another year. He'll give Punk another chance. He'll probably be the first on that main card. He may get a W. He may not, but at least, like you said, if that progression shows, we'll still buy into him at least trying. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm bummed, man. I really wanted him to win tonight, and I knew it was kind of implausible for that to be so, but I really wanted him to win tonight. I'm kind of bummed out. And I think a lot of wrestling fans were agreeing with you on that, too, because I think when you looked on Twitter, everybody was excited about Punk tonight just just for being fans of who he is and what we know him as wrestlers. But when we all go to that octagon, which is a different type of animal, we all have to cringe and say, oh, are we supposed to be watching this? I'll go back to WWE tomorrow and watch Backlash. That's more comfortable with my range. You know, it's just getting out your comfort zone and, and doing something different. Um, I also would like to, to put this out in the ethos as we kind of wrap up tonight. Um, TNA has their grand championship, that, and they're doing like a three-round judged match type of gimmick. Um, mm-hmm. They retired the King of the Mountain Belt, and I watched uh, some of those matches on Impact this week as I was leading up to the Deleter Decay match that I did a live reaction episode for uh, yesterday, which, fans, you can check out. It's episode yep. 118. Um, I don't like it. I don't like and it's why I don't really dig many of Brock Lesnar's matches anymore because, like, I want I when I watch professional wrestling, that's what I want to watch. When I want to watch uh-huh. MMA, why would I want to watch a scripted version of MMA when I can turn to the UFC and watch the real thing? I just, I guess, I just what? like I, I appreciate TNA trying to think outside the box as much as they have been lately, but I guess I just don't get it, and I'm I just wish. It makes me want Kurt Angle to come back so someone will actually wrestle Brock Lesnar. Mm, it's, like they're, it's like they're ignoring that whole two-year, three-year run he had where he had like some of the best wrestling matches I'd ever seen. Right. I don't know. It's just weird. Uh, just, that's a good point. Something, something to look over for. But now, like you... I probably won't be able to go to sleep because, like, man, built up so much excitement. I'm glad football's coming on tomorrow, but it's like, ah, I'm supposed to be still watching you right now, punk, you know? Yeah, this yeah. This is hard. It is, but, again, it, it, was, it was fun. It was a fun fight. Um, 
Who do you have? Uh, we have the just real quick to wrap up so we can end on more of a happy note. We have the Cruiserweight Classic semifinals and finals set to air live on the network on Wednesday night. We have Zack Sabre Jr. against uh, Grand Metalik and then TJ Perkins versus Kota Ibushi. Who do you have going to the finals? We, we talked about this on the Edison Aggression. I wish he was on there. It was a great time talking with Dave, you know, as we met him back in Mania, you know, this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and my personal vote was TJ Perkins because I think TJ Perkins is like that underrated guy that could be that good heel type champion to come out, somebody like a Baron Corbin that you kind of least expect, but that can carry or at least start to carry that Cruiserweight Classic until you have some of these other guys who can be faces like a Cedric Alexander if Kota Bushi signs or whoever you want to bring in from the Cruiserweight Classic to have those good feuds. But I think TJ Perkins could be that first, first good heel champion, at least to start off. I um, So if you, you have Perkins beating Ibushi, who do you have going up against him, Grand Metal League or Sabre Jr.? I think Sabre Jr. will, will get to that point. Um, it's just Zach Sabre Jr. is just so good. He's and great. I don't think he's signed either yet. He's Tell not. me if I'm wrong. He's not. But, um, he um he wants to do a little bit. He hasn't accomplished everything he wants to in the Indies, and he's so young. I I would never begrudge him the opportunity to, to do that because you're not going to be able to go back and do that when you're one of the hottest guys on the Indies. Might as well do it now. And I think that would be like a free TV if WWE can just promote him. Hey, we can get you anytime we want to, but let's go ahead and get you that little fair shot. I think they'll give that rub to Zack Sabre Jr. Um. But it's hard to say. It's very hard to say. It's really. It depends a lot on who they have signed because you would think the winner will be the first cruiserweight champion on Raw, and I think Obushi yep. is the clear choice as long as he's signed. I know he's working on a per appearance deal right now with WWE. I just think he uh-huh. could be a star in WWE. He has just about everything that you could ask for. Just so gifted. Um, the language barrier maybe being the one thing that he could improve in, obviously, with an American audience. But if Abushi is signed, I've got him going to the finals against Grand Metalik because Grand Metalik is signed to the Cruiserweight division officially. Gotcha. And I don't I don't and see the point. Totally as, as cool as it is, you know, you have Zack Sabre Jr. for these eight weeks or however long it's been. You got to push your guys that are going to be there. Um, sure. So I, I've got I, if Abushi signed, I've got Abushi Grand Metalik, and then Abushi winning it all. And if he's not, I think T.J. Perkins versus Grand Metalik, and T.J. Perkins wins. So that's where I'm at with it. But um, this is it's a good still exciting. It is, it is, and I'm not gonna be able to watch it live because I will be in class that night. But so no, no spoilers. All right, guys, no spoilers. Will not, will not promise you. Um, but this was a good talk. I'm, I'm glad we had the chance to kind of touch base after the punk fight, and I'll be interested to see. I, I hope everybody, you're gonna have your haters out there for sure, especially on Twitter because Twitter's horrible for that. But I, I think, oh I think he earned a lot of people's respect tonight. I know he, not that he didn't already have mine, but he earned mine even more so for sure. Absolutely, awesome. absolutely. Well, thanks for joining uh, me at the end of the podcast here tonight, Mr. Silly Sellis. And um, on always behalf, good to have you, man. Don't work too hard out there. I'll try not to. On behalf of uh, of us and the rest of the crew, this is the Big Old Belt Wrestling Podcast. If you need a preview for the the SmackDown's uh, first brand only pay per view backlash tomorrow night on the network, you can check out episode one seventeen. The guys did a good preview 
of their thoughts and predictions on who's going to win those new belts and who's going to come out with the world championship at the end of the night. And like I said, I did a delete or decay live reaction uh, episode on 118 you can check out. So check out the past programming. We'll be back with you guys again next Wednesday for another episode of the Big O Belt Wrestling Podcast. <laughs>